Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are back from our hiatus. We missed a week. We had a bunch of stuff going on. And uh, now we're in the new place. And everything is going to be... Look, everything is going to be okay. We're all together. The new place is open. Uh, We're seeing everybody. We're seeing it comfortably and easily. We have tons of great therapies now. All this room... And um, I know for the other doctors, I'm assuming for Kim, like this is a dream come true for us. I started out practicing at 600 square feet, 700 square feet, you know, and now we have 5,000. And uh, just under, just under. That's right, 4,975. Because if you have 5,000, you have to put in an overhead fire suppression system, which puts the building out of the ballpark of what we can afford. Patients have been asking us, hey, how, how big is this building? It's 4,000. And I'm like, it's just shy of 5,000. Right. Don't say 5,000. Because then the fire marshal will come back. It's, it's 4,975. Yeah, yeah, it's just shy of that number. That's right. They're like, well, how do you know that it's just shy of that number? I'm like, because if we preach the number we're not going to talk about, that, it's going right. to be sprinklers. As you approach 5,000, it hits the asymptote. Yeah. And it rises exponentially. Mm. The cost of the building. That's what it sounds like. That's the cost of zeros being added to the bill, mm. which was already incredible. Anyway, as we record this, it's our third day in practice at the new facility. And every night when we've left, I've kind of choked up in the parking lot every night. I get a little, you know, because I'm walking out with my staff. We're all together. Uh, winter has left. It's nice out. and The lights are on. And it's like, holy cow, we did it. And so my point is that um, this would not be possible without the patients that make up um, our Midwest family wellness family and the patients of our wives and families and staff for putting up with us during this process because it's been a very long three years and I am just so grateful, so grateful to every single person. So thank you all. Um, having said that, let's talk about poop, huh? Yeah. It's time to talk about dung. A little bit of poopology. That's right. Yeah. So we've been threatening to talk about poop for a long time. Ever since the first First episode, podcast. Yeah. And it's so important because it's an indicator of how your body is functioning and people don't want to talk about it because it's gross and it's totally gross, you know? But it needs to be gone over. And what we're going to do is we are going to go over it. And so we've broken this down into three segments. Dr. Maurer, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about frequency. That's always nice. No, something people don't want to ask about, right. but they're concerned about right. it. Right. And then uh, also how that changes over time. As right. we get older, right. it, it does tend to change. So we'll talk about that and what's too frequent and what's, yeah, what's awesome. not frequent enough. Awesome. So, and then Dr. Fink? What do you got for us? Um, I'm going to be talking about what makes up a healthy poop and what poop should be looking like. Consistency. And it, yeah, consistency. Nice, and bro. then um, how is it kind of formed? That's fantastic. And then I'll talk about its relationship to the chiropractic adjustment. And then um, on a side note, we, uh, we have three bathrooms here now. Whereas before in the other practices, we had one and they were kind of small. Except for the Winsville bathroom was like Taj Mahal. And uh, the, it this, was pretty fancy. It was, it was awesome. The Cottawa bathroom was not, and um, 
And it's a really good saying outside yeah. of it. Though. It did. And now we have three. So uh, we had a good uh, saying in Winsville. Yeah. We have three it? times the flushing power, which is pretty awesome. Something oh, about a time here being treasured. No, a moment in time treasured. treasured forever. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was an extra saying that got sent with our other ones, and You're so welcome. I was like, the best place will be yeah. the bathroom. Right there, when you turn around and sit down. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just really an exciting situation here. Sorry for the interruption. Dr. Josh had to step out for a minute. Well, while Dr. Josh is out working the details of our uh, new trash container, we are going to go ahead and keep going. Yeah. He does not know. But, he doesn't know. It's going to be a surprise. He'll, he'll find out later. So, yeah, what I want to talk about was frequency of the BMs. Oh. So, and I, I think this is a big deal because, one, people don't, even though, you know, we're their doctors, they still don't necessarily want to talk to us about how many times they're going to the bathroom. So, and I think it's also a big deal because we always hear once a day. You know, it's got to be once a day, same time. And that, that is great. If you're going once a day, same time, you're on schedule, that's awesome. But there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily go that frequent or, or actually they go more than that. So, and I did a lot of uh, researching and I, I referenced a lot of gastroenterologists and they all were very specific on this. And they say, if you're in the range of three times a day, even out to three times per week, if it's a regular type schedule, that's okay. And I, now I know that three times a week, that kind of sounds like, oh, uh, but yeah, that's it, a big time. That is a difference. yeah, big difference. Body, but bodies are different. Yeah. yeah. But as long as you're you're staying, I guess we would call it regular on that schedule, then that's that's okay. But now if you're all over the place and you're going through bouts of constipation and then you're, you're going the other direction, you're going bouts of diarrhea, then we you know we need to look at look at some factors that might be causing that. So is this for like adults? Or? This is yeah. This is more geared towards adolescents into the adult range. And with that said, as we get older, that frequency can change. Hmm. And a lot of different factors, I wanna talk about some of the factors that, that can lead to you, know, you losing that, that frequency, that proper frequency in between bowel movements. So, and I wanna kinda of talk about maybe things that we can do to remedy those as well. So one thing that happens as we get older is that we do lose a little bit of muscle tone. Mm -hmm. Some of that's within the bowel. So that's, Kind of hard to remedy that, but some of that is in our ab muscles. So maintaining a good core uh, in terms of those muscles, I think that's a good way to try to yeah try to combat that Absolutely. part of it. So that's one. Uh, another one which is tough to control is slowed peristalsis. What? So, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Slowed peristalsis. Mm -hmm. So those are the basic contractions. You you have no control over them, but it's the contractions. That, that cause push, push it out? that push it through your system. That's right. Yeah. Do you know the different types of muscles in the body? Skeletal, muscular, striated, smooth. When you pick your nose, that you're you're using voluntary muscles, but there are muscles inside your body, in your esophagus, uh, in your colon, that constrict as a result of the of stimulation from the nervous system, but you can't voluntarily control. You can't make it happen. So that's. That's a little tougher to, to handle, but that does happen. Uh, one thing that can be controlled is that as we get older, we tend to exercise and move less. Mm -hmm. And that can have a big effect right. on motility of our bowels. Oh, motility, bro. Yeah. Mm. Woo. Woo. Two a, great words in four sentences. That's a, I hope you're keeping track. That's a poopology phrase right there. Right. Motility. Uh, fluid intake. 
Like fatality. Yeah. For some fall. <laughs> hey, the uh, Mortal Kombat. The new, the new movie, the new trailer came out. It for, did. Yeah. I saw that, man. Mortal we'll see. We'll Mortal see how she uh, Fluid intake is a big one. Uh-huh. Uh Got to make sure, no matter what, we're still taking in a lot of fluids. I don't. For some reason, on average, we take in less fluid as we get older. I wonder why. Maybe mobility. Well, you're moving well, less. Going your body's going to, you, you know, be less. Thirsty. I feel like you're more feel aware that you need fluid when you're older. How do you know? How do you know, Kim? You're like, how? Well, because I didn't Maybe care when I was younger, and now that I'm older, I care oh. about water. Kim, you're like 30. 31. Oh, Kim, everyone listening to our podcast just rolled their eyes, right? There's a bunch of people out there in the world, their eyeballs are on the floor because they just rolled them so hard. One last thing I want to talk about as we get older is also medications. Oh, okay. So yep. the number of medications that we start taking, potentially, is a lot, lot more. So, And, and a lot of that. A lot, yeah. You talk to some of our patients. <laughs> Holy cow. Our big goal is to try to help them you know, in any way to help reduce those. But, yeah. Um, things like calcium channel blockers, narcotic pain meds, and acids, antidepressants, and um, also if you all of a sudden stop taking a lot, you know, if you're someone who's relying on laxatives and you mm-hmm. stop taking those abruptly, mm-hmm. going to cause some issues. Or, yeah. the, or the other way around. Yeah. So. One of our very first most incredible cases was the daughter of a very prominent um, St. Charles primary care doctor. And she had to take a spoonful of avocado uh, oil every day, every day in order to go to the bathroom. She never, ever went regularly until we started adjusting her. Yeah. And then the, the pain medication really, really, especially if it's a heavy dosage of it, absolutely, absolutely stops, stops the production and really constipates uh, the bowels. So if you have a major surgery or other stuff going on, it, it really, Messes really you stops up. you. Yeah. Stress if, too, right? If like, you, wouldn't stress be something? Yeah. Anything that changes the catecholamines yeah. in the body, anything that changes that, you know, the uh, sympathetic, well, I'll talk about it here in a minute, but um, for those of you who just, uh, just kind of maybe heard Dr. Matt's voice be soft and then go go firmer. He was majestically gazing out the window like a like he's in some movie. We like have these kind of uniform. We have these huge. Like you know when we did a when Jamie and I did a survey of what what the staff really wanted in the new place. Um, one of the most important people in the world, Peggy, told us that we there had to be a lot of natural light. There had to be, and we designed this place. The windows are so much bigger than the offices allow for. So each window is about 24 square feet of glass. And so, uh, Dr. Matt, I, I have caught myself, and I'm sure everybody has, just looking out the window. Because yeah. <laughs> it's so I damn big. I think Peggy's been back there soaking up that, oh, yeah. win- oh, that winter it. sun. Oh, that's, she uh, loves it. Everybody yeah. else back there is super like, this is great. And the way the, <laughs> the way the light moves through this building, you know, as it goes from morning to evening, and how it catches the massive amounts of openings we have, it's just incredible. I, you couldn't have asked for it. And it's just the way the, the office runs north to south. It catches it just perfect. So, Anyway, Dr. Matt was... It looked like there should be a soundtrack playing. He's stroking his beard and looking out a window. <laughs> a black and white picture. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> Thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about that. That's a poopy gaze. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that was... A, I'll, I'll pass it on to Dr. Matt so he can talk about what yeah. it should look like. All right, Dr. Fink. What, uh, what makes up the old poop? I love it. So... If we're talking about poop and how it's formed, um, we want to start with where food is intaken through the mouth, goes through the stomach, goes to the fundus, 
Um, and then from there starts really being absorbed, different food particles, different nutrients. So as we work from the work from the small intestine and then go to the large intestine all the way down to the rectum and then anus and then being expressed out. <laughs> rectum. <laughs> Damn it. You guys should have seen everybody's face when he said that word. I know, rectum, everybody leans in. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's poop. There's no, there's no topic uh, that we're not going to talk about on this podcast because it's essential. Anyway, so when we look at and we talk about poop, we want to make sure that there's enough water and enough fiber in being ingested to make up the stool. Mm-hmm. All right. Basically, what you want is, you know, three or four pieces of poop to be expressed per sitting. Nothing too runny. Nothing too salid. Ugh. Kim, Kim, what is wrong? <laughs> this is a weird. This is topic. what we talk about at my house all the time. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I get it. You have kids. Like you gotta talk about kids' poop. Yeah, and then, and then I um, just don't have kids, so I don't. I don't your dog, don't you poop. don't you check out your dog's poop, Jake? No, I let him do You're what like, he oh, needs to do out there. What did you eat? I you guess don't keep an eye on what's in there. What I if mean, like, he ate everybody ate a bottle check. cap or something? My dog doesn't do that. Oh yeah, Kim, your dog is an angel. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, um, when you have a newborn, you look at their poop all the time. That's all you do. So like, you can ch- you check it. You, the even the pediatrician's like, hey, what kind of stool did they have? And then they, you know, from the beginning to right to the point where they're in potty training, you have to make sure that you're checking on occasion, make sure you know what it looks like. Mm. I know. It's not, it's not a uh, it's cool not subject. It's not, it's not a fun thing. It's not cool. But you want a normal, equidistant length poop. Mm. Nice, bro. Yeah. I like it. And that's, and that's what you want. And you do that by water, enough fiber, and the peristalsis. That's going on through the colon, mm. small intestine to large intestine. Nice. Um, also, just just check out your poop. I know it's gross, but make sure that uh, there's no extra stuff going on in there. Nice, bro. Eloquent. It's very difficult to do what Doctor Fink just did. You Can know, I ask Dr. a question? Go about ahead. That? I love it. This is gonna be so gross. It's all gross, bro. Um, why is it that when you eat corn, it's still corn? Okay, that's a great question. <laughs> what nutritional value does corn have? Nothing? Well, I mean, I if it's know. you eat it and it comes out and it looks the same, how much did it give you? Nothing. Yeah. That's right. So you, the insides of it, your body digests, but the the fiber also chews slower. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. 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 Still intact. Yeah. You know, plants have cell walls. We don't break those down. Animals don't. Humans don't break those down. So if it goes in, that cell wall is coming out. Unless it gets physically, you know, we don't chemically break it down. We physically mash it up. But we don't chemically. That's why eating plants is very good for clearing out your guts. Wow. And and um, if we're talking about poop, talk about gas, right? You're going to be a little bit more gassy once you start changing processed food into real food. That's because right. Because as your body breaks it down, it's going to release. It's really it's good gases right. because not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for it's hours. It's good gases. It's good gases that you're free real estate. Your yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. Like, processed food doesn't get broken down. Bro- that's why broccoli, that's why... leafy greens. Mm-hmm. You'll notice you'll your the smell of your poop changes. And the look of it too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Huh. 
All cool. Right. So what I'll talk about is why on earth are we talking about this? <laughs> One of the things that we notice time and time and time again is, you know, there's two things really that get reported to us that don't have too much to do with what we're doing. One, patients are always saying, oh, I was able to quit my antidepressants. And number two, I could stop taking a laxative or I could go regularly. You're talking about after they... After they start getting adjusted. Yeah, they hit some consistent care. And the thing is that the nerves that control the motility of the large intestine are not controlled by us voluntarily. We can't make ourselves go. But those nerves have a feedback loop and that to speed up or slow down or add water or take more water away, billions and billions of little nerves in there feeding back into the, what's called the lumbosacral plexus, which is commonly called the second brain, and then up into, into the brain itself. And there's the two sympathetic, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system work to speed up and slow down that process. Now, all of those nerves, whether we can control them, whether they're afferent, carrying information to them, the body or to the organ or from the brain, all of those things have to enter the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are governed by the vertebra that are in the area that they enter the cord. And by that I mean the stuff that controls the guts usually enters the lower parts, the, uh, the lumbar spine. And if those bones are fixated, if those joints are stuck, then the openings and the ease with which those nerves pass into the spinal cord can be compromised. That's all we're saying. Over time, you can get pressure on those nerves or constrictions to the nerve opening, all kinds of stuff, and the nerve doesn't transmit as well. So we start adjusting you, all of a sudden the fixations go away, nerve communication is restored, and now everything starts flying out of your body. This is actually pretty dang common in the chiropractic care for people that have low back injuries, disc bulges, especially disc bulges, we see it. We put a disc back in and it, it's on, you know. And so we so tell people, like, you, you're going to be lightheaded because of the pressure is going to come off your spinal cord and you're going to go to the bathroom, both of those things. And so we just stare at them for a minute after we adjust them, you know, and then they run off to the bathroom. So it's okay. These things happen. We know. But that's why. And babies, too. Young, oh, man. Man, we see so many young, under one year old. They actually, yeah, they actually, uh, they call me the poop whisperer. I've been crapped on by babies by more doctors than I, than, than I know. It's because they're all stopped up and we do some light massage and some real light sustained contacts to their tiny little bodies and then the poop flies out. And there are ways to stimulate and, de and de-stimulate, I guess, if you want the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous systems to help those babies go to the bathroom. And plus those little guys don't have the abdominal strength. You know, the TA is not developed, multifidus, the quadratus mm -hmm. lumborum, you know, all the muscles that help you bear down, they don't have those yet. So pooping is really tough for them. So there are some things that you can do and, to help them get in a position to make that easier. Cool. That's a good way. Yeah. The squatty potty, you know. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, if we wanted to go a little bit further with the, the poop talk, what does your uh, situation look like? Well, like, do you have a nice toilet? Do you have an elongated toilet? No. Do you have to, like... Hover when you sit down. Do you? The newest thing is the squatty potty, which is actually really good for you because it mimics squatting, squatting out, out in the wild how you should be pooping yeah. to be Humans aren't made to sit, they're made to squat. Yeah. Isn't that how they do it in, the, in the world? Yeah. Everywhere. A lot of places. Yeah. Everywhere but here. Just a hole in the ground. <laughs> just a hole in the ground, Kim. Yeah. So having your, your feet elevated 
well, as you're on the toilet. Yeah. It compresses actually, your guts, bro. That's right. And it makes it so much easier. We compress them. Um, if you ever want to try it out, go out into the woods. <laughs> dig yourself a dig yourself a dig yourself a hole. There's <laughs> actually there's actually in the in the hunting community, um, there's a big movement of people who are really mad uh, about people that defecate in public ground and don't cover it up. It's actually a, a movement of people that have stickers and everything because so many people, you know, because of COVID, have hit the state parks. People are just going to the bathroom outside, wow. dropping them. What? Not. Wow. It's a big deal. What do the stickers say? I, it's a bad word. <laughs> the name of the phenomenon is called surface, and then the, the S sure, word. Sure. And then the present participle, ing. Yeah. So the yeah. thing, right, is the, it's called the ASS movement, the anti surface blank yeah. movement. So yeah. You can check it out. They have stickers and they're like, Great. bury your poop, man. I mean, how irresponsible. I mean, come on, man. Let's Get out of the woods. That's like naked. I mean, go to the woods, but like, do it right. Yeah. Like, who who hasn't been out hunting? You know, anyway, okay, never mind. We'll just get into a huge story. <laughs> we have to uh, get you a sticker. Okay. Anyway, uh, we covered this. We can now refer to this episode when we're talking to our patients. That was the most important thing. Uh, I'm super, again, we're all so grateful to be in this new place. We're just, it's like a dream. It, it really is like a dream. Pretty awesome. It is great. Two weeks, we'll come back with you. We'll be back with um, chiropractic research. Start covering that on the podcast topics again, and then we'll start hitting this stuff pretty regularly. So, um, please come in and see us if you want to check out the new place, get the tour. It'll be I have wonderful. Two oh my gosh, Kim! Real quick. Um, uh, that's a, that's funny. Oh, uh, Deuce. Two yeah, Deuce. Yeah. Oh, two nice. Questions. Nice. Funny. Good one. Um, what do we see most often in the office related to doo doo? Is it like constipation? Constipation. Constipation. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, by far and away, nobody. No, I don't remember last time something was was uncontrollably going. But if um, you and come if they, in, yeah. and if they have, oh, they man. didn't. They didn't tell us. It's like, hey, I, my low back feels a lot better. Yeah. Um, blah blah blah. But right. Like, I noticed that. My, That's right. Dr. After Fink. a couple of weeks, um, I don't have nearly as bad yeah. um, diarrhea, and it's much more consistent. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. most of the time, it's constipation. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Brad, what you were talking about, the time frame or how often you should be going. What would it be for babies? Oh, it's a more, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, whap, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, I said for more into the adult range, it could be three times a yeah. day, even out to three times a week if it's consistent. Well, babies are... Like three times a day? Yeah. Three yeah. times a mo- in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least. And there's tremendous difference between formula and breastfed babies and how often they go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, is yeah. there anything that parents, like, if they're listening to this... Yeah. Well, what's what's the low end? Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a baby that it that isn't going to the bathroom once a day or more than once a day, it's that low. That's yeah. a lower end. Yeah. Just get that so checked out. And it does happen. It absolutely happens. But you get it checked out. Make sure your pediatrician knows. But your pediatrician will ask. And because and that also, is uh, yeah, yeah. The first thing they ask that's is that's how many, many, how many that's why. soil diapers right. and how many wet diapers. And that's, that's what right. they ask. And also talk to us because sometimes the remedy. Yeah, is like Miralax, and yeah. if you're if they're getting on that consistently, then yeah. then they never get back to the you know they yeah. don't get back to the normal. Yeah, let us make sure there's not you know something that happened from birth trauma or you know C-section no. or this or that. So okay, cool. Okay, cool. Doctor Fink, you have anything for the people? 
I do not. Dr. Maurer for the people? Not really. I'll just say, uh, as you can tell, we're, we're not too shy about talking about it. So if you have questions, for real, in the office, in. let us know. Keep that food healthy, you know? Ooh. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> All right. So for Kimberly, for Dr. Fink, for Dr. Maurer, uh, I'm Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Thanks. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.